If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome to the Weekly Exchange. This week in Forex and Strategy Game News, we have updates on Thea 2, Age of Wonders Planetfall, Endless Phase 2, and much, much more. Troy. Hey, Troy, welcome to the show. Hey, Nate, it's good to be here tonight. How is the House of Disease? Oh, the House of Disease. So first of all, um, hopefully what you're hearing now is not because of technical difficulties. My voice is kind of going in and out. Both of my kids and my wife have the flu, and uh, I've been tending to various family members for more than a week now, since the last time we recorded. So it's been a busy week. I had like 1.5 hours spent in my office at work. And the rest of the time I'm working from home between like 10 o'clock to like 2 a.m. because everybody's asleep. So, or, or not, you know, good times, but otherwise we're doing okay. <laughs> you know, that's really tough, man. Like the flu is hitting hard right now. And uh, there's a bunch of people at my work sick. And yeah, like cause... I think it's the third wave. I, I think you're right. So Speaking of death you? and disease, uh, how about you tell us about what's going on with Thea 2? Wow, that's a strange segue. No, sure. it isn't. All kinds of people get sick and die in that game. It's part of the fun. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, it is. Well, tell me I'm wrong. I don't know. I get fun from having them live. But it's true. No, like, they die in very creative ways in that game. Yes, they do. Okay, so this past week on the 1st of March, they release a new update. It's it's not small, not big, but substantial at the same time because now we have seasons. It's going to be a lot of fine-tuning for that, but there are balance changes and they introduce seasons and all kinds of nerfs that happen as a result of seasons. So I haven't updated my version. I haven't been online for obvious reasons for a week, but... Hopefully after the weekend I'll get a chance and I'll be able to check it out firsthand. But it's it's on paper the update doesn't look huge, but a bunch of the stuff they did is pretty pretty large. And um, some of the stuff that to me would affect me right off is like the location of certain resources in the various islands, like fruits and eggs, which is very interesting. Lowering of weights of one-handed and two-handed artifacts. Uh, lower production costs for food gathering. So those, those like, you know, on the surface don't look very important, but with the changes to winter, I think they become very important because in the winters, I'm seeing people reporting that they're having issues with healing party members. They're having issues with food gathering. So I, I haven't had a chance to check it out, but I'm very curious to see what it looks like. And uh, 
from what I'm from what I'm seeing, what I'm told, there's going to be more stuff that's going to be added at the end of the month, some more substantial, like the mini map and things like that, which I can't wait to see it. So yeah, good stuff. I'm very still very hyped for Thea. I'm enjoying my time with it. All of I think 25 minutes I got to play in the last you know seven days or eight days. So. Okay, let's see. What, okay, all right. We had another update for Driftland: The Magical Rival. So why don't you tell us about that? Yeah, uh, this time around on their uh, developer diary, they are introducing the human campaign, and it's going to have an extended tutorial in it, which is good because I don't think Driftland is a very complicated game, but it is a bit of an unusual game, and so extending the tutorial in that campaign, I think, is going to do new players a lot of good. And even experienced players might pick something up from it. It's going to have six unique maps, custom-made islands, some new mage rulers, and even some campaign-specific units and buildings, which is really cool. And they like show some of the pictures for them uh, in the update. Man, they look pretty rad. I like it. Uh, in addition to that, uh, they're adding some new animations in when you blow stuff up. So like when you blow up a bridge, bridges. Uh, connect to these floating islands and before when you blew them up they just kind of dissipated into smoke or something like that well now they're actually going to like fall away and you're going to see the detritus tumble down into the ether below so it's pretty cool in addition they're updating the ui and improving the ai and adding additional uh, visual effects and things like that in the coming weeks they're going to have a bunch of small updates and they're going to um add a few more campaigns right up to version 1.0. So they're coming along really nicely. And also in this update, which I'm really excited about, is they're going to be presenting um, at, uh, the, at, at GDC, which is a game designer conference in San Francisco. So that's... Game, game developer conference. Oh, that's right. Game developer conference. You're correct. And uh, so that's a big... A big deal for any developer to be able to get to go to that and be presenting during that. So that's that's really cool and awesome for them. So Driftland's coming along. Uh, I know we've been covering this game now for a couple of years, and it's really I think it's getting pretty close to its gold version. We'll see if that happens here this year. I, th I think it could. I really think it um, could. I think you will. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen this year. I think, so. and I think that'll be great. It's only twenty bucks, which is not that bad for an RTS with uh, these kinds of graphics and this kind of gameplay. So, it's uh, possible RTS. Yes, possible RTS, and and it wasn't originally like that's one of the things that this developer is really great about is they listen to the fan base, and one of the things that I, along with a bunch of the other people out in the fan base, requested was the ability to do possible real time. And they weren't real sure at first. And then enough people asked. They said, all right, you guys wanted it. We're putting it in. They put it in. And I think the game is better for it. So they have an excellent rapport with their community. And I'm really glad to see developers that do. Absolutely agreed. Okay, well, moving on. This week, we have a little bit of Endless Legend news. Now, no, this is not a new DLC that's dropping. They had recently released Symbiosis. So that was... As far as we can tell, the final DLC for Endless Legend. What this was is this was a patch patch update, basically. And I didn't see it. I didn't really see them talking about it in too many places. It just happened to be looking on Games Together, and I saw 
that there was an update in the Endless Legend form. So I went to look to see what it was, and turns out it's a little patch. It's post-release support, and uh, you have changes there for symbiosis. You have a couple of fixes. You have additional fixes that basically impact all the other expansions. It looks specifically on on a Mac. So this might be related to something that um, some Mac players reached out to me and said, hey, we know you're really active for Mac users and you're in the VIP. Could you, you know, just let them know that we've been trying to get their attention? And I was like, yeah, of course. So hopefully that's what it was. And if it is, awesome. And then um, there was also some fixes for a couple, a fix for Inferno, a fix for shifters. So it's a really small little patch. I'm still hoping that they'll be able to peel off a couple of people and do a final pass on Unless Legend, just, you know, just kind of polish it up and adjust the AI some more to get it back. Because they, they've had two two releases of late, major releases from NGD that have significantly improved the game. But you know what I'm saying. You know, just no matter what, all the other factions, like the older factions, could use a little bit of TLC to get them up to par. Otherwise, they feel a bit underpowered compared to the new factions. And I mean, that's usually the case when you add somebody to the game. The newer ones are always better and something about them is more interesting. So you have to go back and just kind of do a little little pass on the older stuff, you know? Yeah, definitely. The Shifters expansion, that was the one with the Alai, right? Yes. Man, that was a good expansion. That one might be my favorite. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I, I really liked how that changed the game and it made... Uh, winter not quite so burdensome to play during so yeah, yeah i like that if one you're a lot. the alai not the rest of the people well you, everybody least. got the altar of arga and so i, I think that made difference I for me i think my favorite was the aquatic one with the morgoire they're a lot of fun yeah that's the one i probably played the least though uh that's why you don't like him so much because you haven't played them they're they're an interesting faction they're unique i've never played anybody like him in any that's the thing that's with amplitude they have an ability to take something that just everybody does and just completely turn it on its ear and do something really unique with it you know yeah definitely they're they're absolutely a talented group of designers uh, so we're going to move on to Planetfall real quick, and this week we got a developer diary about the heroes, and in this one, it talks about the items that heroes can use, and um, one of the big things that are updated in this developer diary is vehicles, or really, I guess you should say mounts, because it's not just vehicles. They can ride around on like these spider crab-looking things. And then uh, there's dinosaurs with laser cannons on it that they can ride around on and that sort of thing. And then uh, like Imperial speeder bikes, all those different things. And they talk about how these vehicles work. And what it does is it gives your hero like some extra abilities and things like that. But one of the really cool things is if your hero takes lethal damage while in one of those vehicles, it's the vehicle that gets destroyed, not the hero. The hero is able to bail out and have about 20% of its life left. So you don't automatically lose your hero when the vehicle gets destroyed. And I think that's pretty nifty that you're going to have this kind of like, I don't know, second life or a second chance to get away if you're the hero. And then it, Like an armor save or something like that. Yes, exactly. And um, at the same time, it says, well, why would anybody want to use anything but a vehicle? Because the vehicle takes up your primary weapon slot. Well... 
for one thing, vehicles or mounts are not that common. And then second, like the other weapons are pretty good too. They're going to give you a lot of fun uh, special abilities. They're going to give you better range and different things like that. So you'll have to decide, like, is this like motorcycle hamster wheel thing that you could get inside really what you need or do you need a side blaster rifle instead so uh like everything with uh the age of wonders series it's going to pose a really interesting strategic choice for the player to make and i i think it's really great all your extra stuff like let's say you get a side blaster rifle and a motorcycle hamster wheel thing and you choose to use one and not the other, well, the extra stuff just goes right into your Imperial Armory for the next hero to use if you want. So uh, I think it's pretty well designed. I'm pretty happy with how it looks. Uh, You know, obviously going to have to play it first before I make a final judgment, but there's a lot of really neat things in this update. There's just one thing that throws me off about it. What's that? Look at the last picture. Before at the end of the post, the update. By the way, that thing that it's riding, it's like a grasshopper. It's not a crab spider thing. Oh, so you're looking at the one where it looks like they chopped the guy's head off and like stuck it in a robot? Yeah, not in a robot. That's the one where he looks like he's wearing heavy armor. No, this one. No, it's at the very bottom. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one looks like it's it's weird. Oh, it looks like uh like one of those freaky. Like, you remember when they, in RoboCop 2 when they were making all the, like, janky RoboCops? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks like something. <laughs> and the first comment, or one of the first comments, I think, let me see, is the second comment from a poster. It was like, go home, Planetfall, you're drunk. <laughs> yeah, I see it. <laughs> Based on that. So, that yeah, that's kind of like, I, I couldn't... I mean, I, I understand what they're doing here, but they just need to find a way to integrate it better. Yeah, it looks like a graphical error to me. Yeah, it looks like something. But but uh, one of the pictures that I really like, it's actually, let me see which one it is. I think it's the first, it's the, no, it's the second one. The, the one where it looks like he's holding a guitar, almost like a reverse guitar or something like that. Yeah, it looks. It's probably like some type of hammer or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it looks like a melee weapon. It's a void hammer. But the point is, is like if they if they change the graphical a little bit, it was like you know he's coming and he's gonna serenade you with this heavy metal music, you know. Or maybe it looks like <laughs> one of those uh, trimmers you use on the side of your driveway to kind of like right. edge it. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I could see a lot of people having some real good fun with that. So. Okay, well, moving on, let's uh, launch into space real quick and let's talk about Stellaris. So the 2.2.2.2.6 beta is now open. We had spoken about it a week ago and we'll have a set of notes for people to see what the changes are. Now, I had spoken, I've seen Mark posting about this update and how he's interested and I've spoken to him about it and he's like, yeah, this this looks like maybe they're kind of getting back to where they need to be and they need to keep focusing for a while. So I'm seeing some excitement from the general public for what 2.2.6 is going to bring. But the real thing I want to talk about is that the console version, they just put up... So, okay. So first of all, they released a console version of Stellaris, both to the PS4 and the Xbox One. Now, the version that they released is locked in at 1.7. And again, 
I'm going to tread here very carefully because I don't want to alienate or potentially harm our relationship with Paradox. But I don't like, personally, I'm speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for Explorminate, but I'm speaking as a player. I don't like what they're doing here. So if they're giving version 1.7 as the full release, but then you have the Plantoids DLC on at the end of March, in the middle of April, you have the... Oh, what was it called? Oh, it's Megacorp? No, no, Megacorp comes much later. No, this is the one with the monster, with the space creatures. Anyways, so they're catching everybody up to 2.0 is what it looks like, or maybe even 2.1. One month apart. So March, April, May, and then at some point in the summer. And it's just like they're repeating what they're doing on the PC and like some of the stuff in the past i wholeheartedly supported their policy their dlc policy but now i'm starting to back away from it because pretty much i can't play i can't fire up crusader kings Tour or europa universalis i can't play either of those two games because they, the changes keep changing so much that it's just it's, it's too much work it's like having to relearn and on the one hand you know that's awesome because you're getting added support on the other hand you have to keep spending money and spending money and spending money and to me that's kind of like it's it's a different version of games as a service and i'm not sold on it you know what i mean yeah i don't blame you a bit so i'm seeing it with other stuff i'm weary of something like this happening with um age of wonders planetfall um uh, i don't know i don't wanna this this can very easily spiral out of control so i'm just gonna keep my thoughts to myself about it because i'm speaking for myself and I'm very curious to to read or hear what others have to say about this. So, dear listener, please let us know how you fall on this. You know, do you go with, do you accept it, do you, are you for, or against? You know, we have very heated discussions about it on our forums all the time. But, you know, not so much in the comments and not all that often. So let's, let's uh, open it up to that. I'm curious to see what people come back with. All right, well, thank you very much. Uh, we're going to switch over to Endless Space 2 for a bit. And as Amplitude is often want to do, they are asking the community for votes and feedback on what type of new minor faction they would like to see added to the game. And we're getting three choices this time around. The first is a... Sp okay, let me back up. They're going to... They're asking fans what what attributes you would like this minor faction to have. So the first choice is special forces, which are minor faction uh, called on to perform very dangerous critical missions for the faction that controls them. The next is oracles, which can kind of uh, see random events coming. And then the last is wardens, which are kind of like environmentalists where they want to preserve the natural state of the planet that they spawn on as much as they can. So you have special forces like prophets and environmentalists. Now I'm going to speak personally. I, I really kind of hope the special forces one wins because I think that's the one that would most likely affect ground combat and ground combat is something in Endless Space 2 I'd like to get uh, more work on. More work on because it's okay. It just, it, it, well, it feels extremely repetitive because there, there aren't enough good choices in my opinion. So I'd like to see Special Forces win, but all of them Me are going to be 
interesting. My second choice would probably be the warden ones because I like really building up my planets and making them nice for my populace and things like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I wonder how that would interact with factions like um, the Riftborn or the Vodiani that kind of like wreck the planets that they <laughs> or or the cravers yeah, you know? yeah i was waiting like, <laughs> I, I can't believe you didn't start with the cravers it's like hey minor faction yum <laughs> exactly something like that well i guess there wouldn't be much interaction there but... well they might have the oracles because part of the craver main quest is like this um religious under undertone or underpinning to it to the craver yeah that's main true quest yeah so you know all right well move I mean, we're going to stay in space, but we're going to move away from 4X games, and we're going to talk about a game that's a very edge case. Starpoint, Gemini 2, and Warlords were very, like, had a lot of 4X elements, and never quite there, and never really intended for that, but you could definitely play it almost like a 4X if you, if you so chose. Well, the developers for it, have been hinting at another project and this is we talked about it briefly before but here's a reiteration starpoint gemini 3 is coming now this is going this is basically a rpg but it's not it's um you're you're you you're you're flying a ship or a fleet or a uh, Starbase, or I mean, you can pretty much, like I said, you can get to the point where you were building out sectors and trying to conquer whole sectors. So it's really up to what you wanted to do. And we're back with three. So this first dev diary is very brief. I'm not, I'm not going to go over it because it's really kind of like reintroducing people to what the game was. Here's a little teaser about what ships, you know, a cool ship. Here's a, um, a new um, like hero type character or an alien that you might. Uh, encounter and you know here's our idea of what's coming so LGM they're the developers they're really we liked the Starpoint Gemini games and LGM really listened to their fans and pretty much oh so you guys want this okay we'll see what we can do oh you guys want that we'll see what we can do and again in a day and age when you have more and more contention between the people that buy the product and the people that make it and the ones that advertise it, this is one of those situations where you don't have too much of that. You have like, you know, like with Thea and Driftland and things like that, you have the smaller studio putting out this really this really big game that's really polished. And it's, you know, not AAA, but AAA is, not, is no longer what it used to be. A lot of times these days when people hear AAA, they're, you know, it's kind of like an eye twitch development <laughs> yeah really you know ah oh, triple a not one of those you know oh microtransactions or oh games as a service or something oh it's season pass ah oh, all that stuff and here's one of those games that's none of the above and i'm keeping my fingers crossed i'm really curious to see what they do with this and we'll keep reporting when they have big milestones and you know links are in the notes as usual Go click, go check it out, see if this, some, this is something you're interested in. And their other games are on sale on a regular basis. So if you're not sure, you can pick up a really good game for relatively cheap and enjoy it. All right. Well, we got a couple of interesting items next. The first is Battlestar Galactica uh, Deadlock. I almost said Dreadlock. Whoops. <laughs> Dead- Deadlock. It's getting a new DLC called Sin and Sacrifice in... Uh, 
you know, Battlestar Galactica is based on the uh, television series, both from the 80s and 2000s. And this new um, DLC that the game is getting is going to introduce a new command or command. Wow, I'm tripping over my words. Sorry, guys. <laughs> a new campaign with mm-hmm. 11 story missions, which is quite a bit. That sounds good. And also, uh, it's adding in a new radio chatter feature. Uh, that's going to have 1,100 unique recordings in it, along mm-hmm. with a couple of new ship types, uh, a heavy gunship and um, what they call a Cy- Cylon Gorgon, which is a squadron support ship. So uh, this DLC looks like it's going to have a lot of good things in it there. I mean, 1,100 recordings, that's a lot. So uh, aren't you the type of guy, Nate, that loves to download like extra yes. voices and things for XCOM and stuff? Yes, yes, I am. And this is, uh, here's a game that's already going to present you with a lot of stuff. So, yeah. and I mean, this is a, tr- the thing is, is that um, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock is a game that's turn-based, but it's not turn-based like, say, XCOM or, or Squad Tactics, where, you know, you're positioning your operators in particular spots and, you know, here you go. Here, you're giving them orders like, okay, I need you to move this way and then start a turn. And that's what they kind of do, you know? And it's it's a different... It's, it is turn-based, but it's a different mechanic. And it's really good. It works really, really well. They did a fantastic job with it. So if you're into space combat and you want to really get the feel of, like, broadsides... They got it. If you want fighters, you want to do shots across the, you know, across the battle map, you got all of that here. So give it a look. You might be surprised. Yeah. And also, Nate, this one I am super excited about. Uh, GOG, good old, good old games, and Blizzard announced this week that the original Diablo game is coming to sale on GOG for the first time as a digital download. It's going to be okay. 10 bucks. Mm. 10 bucks for the original Diablo, which is great, but not really what concerns us. What mm-hmm. does concern us though is that Warcraft 1 and 2 are eventually mm. coming to good old games and I can't wait. I'm going to buy them. That, that's going to be a first day purchase for me. I'm going to mm. buy them both and I guarantee I'm going to play them. You you know what my issue with this is? What's that? I have an I have an issue with this. I think the reason this is happening, this might have been something that they've been considering, but I think with all the drama that Activision has had of late and all the bad press it's getting and Blizzard and firings and, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, misappropriation of funds and, you know, quality control and whatnot and, you know, all that stuff that's happening, that they're trying to get back some of that goodwill. This is that thing I was talking about not so long ago about, you know, publishers and developers and fan base is having problems so i think they're trying to get some goodwill and i mean come on where else can you garner such goodwill than on gog here's a game it's unlocked there's no copy protection it's yours forever download it keep it it's yours you don't have to worry about you know oh what if steam disappears what if valve or, you know whichever platform you know epic or whomever what if something happens well it doesn't matter because you got the game for life here you go and it's unlocked you don't need anything special so i think that's I'm being cynical. I realize that. Maybe it's because I've been at home all week with my sick kids. I'm being cynical. But that's just what I'm thinking. But on the flip side, I have some great memories of Warcraft and Warcraft 2. And basically just 
poking the hell out of my orcs to the point <laughs> were so, that was as much fun for me as anything else like i know i did the same thing like when you would do it with the humans they would be like yes sir as you command you know but when you poke the orcs they're like what stop touching me that's like <laughs> that is now of course that was what like 25 years ago yeah yeah it didn't take much to entertain us in the 90s and and the thing is like i'm just i can't i've tried time and again to get into rts and i just can't do it i don't have the the click the clickiness of it all the clicks per second or per minute and the movements and the orders and i was like ah i'm stressed out over here this is stressing me out i don't want to do that so but you know for the younger generation this is a chance for them to see where the RTS genre began. I mean, how long before Westwood Studios resurrected and they bring back Command and Conquer, right? That's all that's missing for me. And and like the Total Annihilation games. And I'm like, okay, I'm right back where I started. Yeah, for sure. So, all right, let's move on to the next segment. Right. So in, <laughs> funny thing is, speaking about RTS titles, this week we got uh, a really, we got the news that this is coming from Slytherin, the publisher, and the developer is Simterac, and they're releasing something called Neverdark. And this is an R- this is a post-apocalyptic RTS, but as far as I can tell, it's not so much about, oh, zombies or, you know, nuclear fallout, so much as, like, the power grid collapsed across the planet, and what would happen? You know, what, what would happen after, like, the society rebuild itself do you have enclaves of technology or is it barbarism across the board and that's pretty much what this is all about that's what never dark's about and what makes this almost unique is it's one of only a few games out right now that have a pause feature and i think that's for rts for the older generation i think that is very good because if you can pause the action long enough to try and okay issue all your orders and then unpause it and see how it folds out well that's what happens in stellaris essentially that's what you're doing in um driftland right this is yep. what you're doing in um north guard no does north guard is north guard possible i think it is isn't it uh you can pause north guard but you can't issue orders like in driftland oh, you can pause issue orders, issue orders and same but in north guard you can just pause and like go make a sandwich or Catch whatever else nothing. you got to do right well anyways so this is i don't know if this is a new trend in rts this pause feature but i like it so we're gonna have a link in the notes Come check it out. This looks very interesting. I mean, another major thing here is that this is going to be based on real cities and real maps. And you're going to have politics in here. So it's not going to be about um, just, okay, let me just find the crystals or let me find this resource, build an army and wipe you out. It's going to be something different. And the combat's going to be tactical in nature. So it's it looks very interesting. And we'll be keeping an eye on it for development, you know, throughout development to see how it comes up and, you know, what what new uh, paths it crosses and what doors it opens because I'm pretty interested. I, we've been talking for a long time about post-apocalyptic stuff and we're getting it in bits and pieces here and there in different genres. So let's, let's see how this one comes out. And then this week we're going to have two games for the What Is. So Never Dark was the first game. The second game, it's actually from Stardock and this was a surprise. This is a new... Uh, tower defense game called Siege of Centauri, and this one is based 
on the ash well not based on but this is in the ashes of the singularity universe which is another rts game with massive amounts of units and basically um you have 16 campaign missions and you have enemy waves you have you know you kind of kind of like the mobas where you have like channels where the different units go through i mean I, i'm pretty sure that the moba started out as variants of tower defense so you have that you have orbital abilities you get chance to prepare you get you know the graphics of um ashes of the singularity so this was a surprise now i can't say what i'm going to do as far as this regard out of every tower defense game i've ever seen the only one that caught me was dungeon of the endless and i can't, i don't even know why i think it was because of the funny dialogue that they had when they were going between the floors and the elevators depending on which characters you had they would say some really funny stuff and i think th that was kind of that kind of caught me that charm that humor so i don't know but i know a lot of people like tower games and i'm definitely going to be asking them about their take on it you know is this something that they're going to jump on so if you're curious about either never dark or siege of Sentari, the notes will be the links will be in the notes come check them out let us know what you think and uh, that's it for the what is. And uh, this is the last bit of news. It's not going to be, I'm not going to rant about it. I don't have the strength to do that this week. But I will say this. I linked an article from Gizmodo that's talking about the net neutrality. There's So we've had in the U.S., um, the FCC basically overturned some rules that were instituted several years ago. And now you have the Democratic Party trying to bring it back to what it was so they're trying to pass a bill and it's it's interesting i'm curious i'm very curious to see what happens because what i've noticed since then is that like i'm i'm seeing prices going up on services for internet i'm seeing certain things just slowed down at certain times and sped up and since i don't have i live in a rural area i don't have a lot of options for my internet I'm lucky that the one I have is really good. It's just I know you have issues, and you're even more rural area. You have issues with like internet availability, and like some of you guys have heard some of the difficulties with the podcast of late. It's, we've pretty much nailed it down to usually connectivity, and we can't do anything about that because there's no. It's not like I can be like, "Hey guys, I'm looking for internet. Here are 15 different options like you might have in a city. In the city, you're lucky if you have three. But out here, you don't have that. You just have one. So I don't know if if they reinstate those rules and they basically force internet to be treated like a utility. Does that mean that Google Fiber is going to be developed again? Like openly, is it going to be expanding? Are we going to have those options? So I'm kind of curious to see how that turns out. And then as a quick preview, we've been, I've been personally keeping an eye out on the EU article, the copyright pieces for articles 11 and 13 and at some point in the near future once the vote goes down and we see what happens you know that might have some wide implications you know it might affect a lot of content that goes between the u.s and europe and i don't know might even affect exploring how we publish stuff and how our european fans can access things so i don't know we'll have to kind of wait and see but we'll talk about that again at a future time so i think that's it all right, very good. So, did you get any time this week at all to play games, Nate? Fifteen minutes, maybe twenty minutes. It's it's hard to do that when your kids are coughing, sneezing, wheezing, whining, high fever, throwing up. It's 
and you have to work and you have to turn <laughs> it's difficult so yeah sorry no gaming this week yeah i hope uh everyone in your family gets healthy real soon me too <laughs> so. i need some regularity no no feedback in my life what about you <laughs> yeah well i finished up my um off-world trinity company game from last week it? it was awesome uh i thought i had it well in hand and then one of the other factions came back on me and started buying up shares to my company mm. so i i had to press the panic button and start bombing them with emp <laughs> pulses and launching rockets to get my uh, trade goods off planet wow so uh yeah, but I ended up winning, and that was really cool, a lot of fun. Um, was there anything left of Mars when you were done? <laughs> well, I'd been saving up all my purchases, okay. and uh, so I didn't buy any at the beginning of the game, so everything was kind of cheap there at the end. I was able to buy up a bunch of things there and uh, make it to the end. And then um, played a little bit of World of Tanks Blitz, not mm -hmm. too much. They're doing a little thing where you can just play enough games and get some free stuff, so I'm doing that. And then I'm continuing to work on my fantasy novella. And big news, my audiobook was approved. It's not available yet, but it's been it's made it through the quality assurance program. Mm -hmm. So I think uh, which, one of our lists platform. Um, it's set, like I've never done this before. Oh no! So no I mean, I'd, who, where would you get the audiobook? Is it on Amazon? Is well, on? yeah, I was I was getting oh. to that. Like I said, I've never I've never done this before, but it says in the information I received, it should be available on Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. Ooh! The big so we'll see. I, I like I said, I, I haven't been through this before. I don't know what happens next. All I know is I've been approved for retail, and they're working on building the web space and whatever else for me so uh i think one of our listeners german dad asked about an audio version so there you go i'm working on it it's coming and hopefully it'll be ready by march 26th when my book goes live nice yeah, sounds like a busy week yes it's been busy for both of us yes. without a doubt without a doubt uh is there anything you want to say before we close this one up uh just a big thank you to our patrons thank you so much for your support to our listeners, thank you for listening. To our commentator, commentators, commenters, what is it? Commentators? Commenters? Anyways. <laughs> our community. Our, forum, our community. There you go. To our forum members, thanks so much. I plan to be more active in the near future. I just, I've not been active on anything of late. I have a bunch of projects in various states that I need to work on. There's all kinds of stuff going behind the scenes at Explorminate, and I can't really discuss any of that. You know, it's personal things for various people. So it's just, it is what it is. But when it comes, it'll be like rapid fire, one after the other. Boom, 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 boom. We got a sieve piece coming. We got Stellaris coming. I'm hoping maybe I get a little bit of seat time so I can get to working on my aggressors piece because I got something I want to put out for Blood Bowl. I got something I want to put out for Mutant Year Zero. I got something I want to put out for what else? I have another tactics game. <sighs> slipped, slipped my mind. Not coming to me. And then we will probably have something for I think Space Haven and They Are Billions. And yeah, anything else you want, Joe, to link? Oh, that's true. <laughs> oh, man. Poor Joe. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, I just tossed you under the trolley right now. Or bus. Anyways, I th <laughs> that, that was mean of me. I, I apologize. I apologize. Anyways, um, I think that's it, man. I'm done. I'm, I'm tapping out. 
All right. Well, we'd like to thank you for joining us this week on the Weekly Exchange. This has been a very busy Troy and a very overworked Nate for Explorminate. Take care, everyone. See ya. Thank you.